welcome to competency number five, a bi-weekly podcast on maintaining calm and presence when coaching, leading, and living our lives. I'm your host, DG McCullough. In each episode, we interview those finding joy and clarity through being present. We also document my attempts as a communications coach to certify with the International Coaching Federation as a Master Certified Coach, an excellent and very strict training for maintaining presence. So step away from your work and join us for a bit on competency number five. Well, I used to be in a marching band, but out of school, I made a new plan. Season one, episode nine. I'm feeling a little Eddie the Eagle-like this week. If you don't know the fantastic BBC biographical sports film, it chronicles Michael Edwards, a British skier who in 1998 represents Great Britain in Olympic ski jumping. The first since 1928. They called him Eddie the Eagle because he flew through the sky. His extreme focus and determination gets him there and adoring crowds loving that the odds stacked against him, he wasn't terribly athletic, don't get in his way. What crossovers exist as a non-celebrity and non-athlete? Well, I began training as a coach four years ago, having never coached before nor received formal coaching even once. I went back to school at age 49, when many around us expect us to prepare for retirement. I felt confused. I'd not even gotten started. My two very enjoyable careers, journalism and academia, and then writing journalistic content for corporations, felt like a prelude for something else. Amidst an art frenzy, which I've chronicled in an essay that I'll plonk in the show notes, I knew that coaching was my next chapter, and I certified for two years across four different programs, including mental fitness. This week, I have reached 5,250 individual coaching hours, which more than doubles the required 2,005 individual hours that the International Coaching Federation asks for coaches certifying as a master certified coach. MCC certified coaches make up only 4% of global ICF coaches. Because of all the lengthy requirements that they ask for, and because it's so hard and expensive. But MCC became my game plan when I fell in love with coaching four years ago, and it remains my plan today. Certifying as an MCC coach has replaced my ambitions for a PhD. This is my PhD. I'm giddy with this progress and feel emotional and grateful for thousands of client calls I've had, and the trust that my coaches place and have placed in me. Because many ask, I want to share what I've learned and how I did it, because I pulled from a lot of skills, including entrepreneurialism, creativity, and communications. So here lie my top 10 tips and tactics I've developed to reach this milestone, and hopefully to continue the momentum I've begun. Define a niche. While training as a coach via the University of Madison Professional Coaching Certificate Program, I worried that life coaching might feel a little limiting as it felt too broad. 
determining communications coaching is my niche, and I'm thanking my peer, Carmen the coach, for this idea, made sense with my skills and my history, and this helped cast me to my future clients. Declare a bullseye client. I also narrowed whom I wanted to coach. I shifted from rising executives and those at the top, helping improve their confidence, their awareness, and their skills and their written and spoken word to foreign-born leaders and or leaders working abroad. I understood their path, you see, as a New Zealand-born woman who's worked in Asia and for 25 years, if not more, here in the U.S., This idea, one learned through my training with positive intelligence and my mentor and friend coach, Bill Carmody, really opened things up. Today, 90% of my coaches are foreign-born. Around half of those are from India. The remaining 10 of my clients, 10% of my clients are rebellious Americans, and that's their descriptor, not mine, who've reinvented in one way or another and far away from where they grew up. Partner with a coaching org, another coach, or a platform. Because I joined BetterUp, and that's the world's largest online coaching platform connecting coaches and coaches all over the world, because I joined them as a specialist coach, I could bring my coaching shop to their platform, thereby building on what I'd already started alone. I feel grateful and I feel blessed because my practice truly opened up there. Because of BetterUp's global reach and their focus, I found my target audience and my profile and the algorithm helped them find me. Market yourself in fresh ways, and this has been really pivotal. I know that LinkedIn is far from perfect. No social media platform's perfect. But this one with its 700 million global users became the place that I played. And that's where my biggest client, BetterUp, found me. I played a lot. Some posts were videos where I just added a caption or a thoughtful question. Sometimes I responded to celebrity posts and I added fresh content, which I'll explain and explained on in a moment. But everything I did there was different and aligned with my brand. Speak to your clients' struggles. I pledged through playing on LinkedIn to only post there if the content served others versus me. I also pledged to post only on communications challenges, especially those impacting foreign-born leaders, anyone working outside of their home culture, and when communicating in a second language especially. I understood many, like me, struggled with confidence and self-doubt, so I shared what I knew worked for me, and worked for those whom I coached. Vary the mediums that you use. I varied my mediums for outreach from writing articles via medium, two different podcasts, and this enjoyable approach stimulated and taught me new things while helping me attract and retain coaches who share my work with their teams because it speaks to their daily struggles. I'm not going for millions of followers, nor do I market my podcast, though I will, but that I have fresh content to share across varied platforms helps build my practice, my reach, and my brand. Stay nimble. 
I've needed to tweak my personal branding and messaging, but this helped further build my practice in hours. It might be small tweaks, like changing what I declare as my proudest accomplishment, and one case shifting it from a UN Foundation Press Fellowship to my reinvention tendencies and the bit of a track record I have there of changing careers. It was this kind of tweak that helped me better reach my audience and broaden the client base as well. Provide a solid service. None of this would help if I did not coach effectively. I'm far from perfect and certifying at the MCC level will confirm in a humble pie kind of way, my many blind spots alert me of new ones and then give me buku opportunity to refine them. In the meantime, I do know that I coach in traditional ways that builds awareness, challenges fixed mindsets and co-creates helpful strategy. My clients do experience the growth they seek. And because I found my target audience, we partner together super well. And this helps. Maintain self-care. My first 5,250 hours has reminded me something vital, and that is self-care becomes absolutely paramount if we're wanting to build and to maintain our clients. So to do so, I manage the environment from where I coach so that I can focus. And sometimes that means coaching in nature and at least half of my day outside of my home. I protect my weekends and I block off my Wednesday afternoons just to think. I ensure a reset time between client calls and if it doesn't allow, I create it so that I'm present for each session. I take care of core needs because I cannot coach effectively when hungry, thirsty or in pain. And prioritizing this ensures that I do the same for my clients when we meet. Finally, I receive coaching. It's part of my self-care and it helps me be a better coach. A fleet of coaches help me. I have a somatic coach to help me ground in my body. A marketing coach for content strategy and to air my big ideas. I have a business coach to coach towards business direction and ensure that I know what mental blocks are getting in my way. I also learn tactics from my coaches and feel reminded of the powerful benefits that coaching brings. I'm immensely grateful for my coaches and now my MCC mentor coach who I'm introducing you to soon. My MCC certification process has just begun. I've 10 mentor sessions with my mentor coach ahead. I've her feedback to absorb and practice. I've sessions to submit to the ICF board and rejection and failure to anticipate. I will fall. And yet that I've met the required training and individual coaching hours required feels magnificent. It's a jump from the ski jump. I'm flying. And now from thinking through my tactics and sharing them with you, it seems very durable and a process that I would repeat over. I hope my sharing shows that and inspires you. From the US state of Wisconsin, you've been listening to competency number five. Want to learn more about communications and coaching? See my show notes for my LinkedIn profile, website, and my Medium channel. 
There you'll gain more tips and techniques on effective communications, including the coach approach to leading and communicating. Thank you to my producer, Dota Nayini, for the elegant edits that you hear in each episode. And to the indie rock band from Seattle, Wiretree, for my podcast music. You're listening to Marching Band. You can follow Competency Number 5 wherever you get your podcasts. Do forward this episode to those you care for and love. Speak with you next episode, and bye-bye for now. I used to be in a marching band.